What's up, music fans? Camila Cabello is bringing the romance, and she gives us a hint at who her new songs, Liar and Shameless, are about. Could it be Sean Mila? Ooh la la. Plus, we've got a new album from the man of a thousand features. That's right, Post Malone. He is bringing it home. And we will talk homecoming queens with a queen herself, Kelsey Ballerini. So let's celebrate the last days of summer with Alessia Cara and check out a new movie with Melanie Martinez. Should have brought my popcorn because today is New Music Friday and Billboard is here to break down the week's biggest releases. Yes, we are. I'm Chelsea Briggs. And I'm Fernando Ventura. Welcome to the premiere episode of Billboard's First Stream Live. Go. It's a very overwhelming week in the best way because there is so much good music out, Fernando. Yes, there is. There's a lot to cover here. That's why we're here, though. We're here to give you the essential new releases of the week. Break it all down right now on First Stream Live. Yes, we will. And I even talked to Camila Cabello and Kelsey Ballerini all about their new music this week, and we'll hear from them in just a few minutes. Plus, one of my favorites, Grimes. She has a new song with I.O., Alessia Cara, dropping her new EP. Super excited about that. We've got a new song from Louis Tomlinson. Lil Nas X has a video now from Panini and it's pretty amazing. Also, Melanie Martinez, she's getting her fans all riled up with an album and a movie that she directed. We've got a lot to unpack this week, so come on, let's get to it. Let's start with a guy who's no stranger to the Billboard charts or to huge collaborations. I mean, clearly I know exactly where you're going with this. It is Post Malone and his album Hollywood's Bleeding, which is officially out. Can I say it's Post Malone Day? Yes, it it really (laughs) is his day. I mean, he announced the release just last week after the huge success of the songs Wow, Goodbyes, and Sunflower. That one even topped the Billboard Hot 100. Unless I stuck by you, the sunflower. But the big headline here, features, features, features. But it's probably easier to start with the guest who didn't make it on the album, Kanye West. We have to talk about this ordeal. Yes. So Post had recorded with him for the song The Internet, which had leaked, but now the song has been retitled Internet and Kanye's vocals have since been removed. Let's go ahead and listen to that. Cause I don't get on the internet no more. We'd already heard Sway Lee on Sunflower and Young Thug on Goodbyes, but check out this list of collaborators we can hear now on the rest of the album. The Baby, Halsey, and Future, Meek Mill and Lil Baby. Ozzy Osbourne, you heard me right, and Travis Scott. SZA is on the album as well. Now, this album, of course, is the follow-up to the Smash 2018 Beer Bongs and Bentleys. That also featured Sway Lee, along with Nicki Minaj, who, by the way, retired from music today. I don't know if you guys saw that. Uh, I saw that, but I I feel like she's joking, or I don't know. I just feel like joke's on us right now. Or maybe it's a new song. I don't know. G-Eazy was on the last album as well, 21 Savage. All my brothers got that guess and they always Bottom line, Post Malone never shies away from sharing the spotlight. In fact, as he told Billboard recently, he welcomes big time collabs because they're the key to breaking new ground. Here's Post. I like collaborating because sometimes it's difficult to step out of your comfort zone and make something that you wouldn't usually make. I just think, you know, working with another artist brings a whole... Um, you know, a different perspective on what, if it's already an existing something or if it's something that you're just writing. I think, you know, working with another artist brings like a whole new uh, 
group of ideas, you know, and it, and, and it kind of makes you better as an artist for having worked with, you know, talented people. There's a lot of talented people to talk about on this album, obviously. So let's go ahead and bring in Billboard's Jason Lipschutz to break it all down for us. Let's talk about the huge collaborations on the new album. What stands out to you most and which ones have the most potential of replicating the Hot 100 success of Sunflower? Obviously, Goodbyes with Young Thug has already been a top 10 hit off this album. You have Sunflower, which was a number one hit. But, you know, what's really interesting to me is you have this song, Die For Me, featuring Future and Halsey, two huge Hot 100 heavy hitters. You've seen the kind of year that Halsey's had on her own. Future just collects Hot 100 hits. And now they've teamed up with Post Malone for this massive song. I'm still a big fan of some of the solo tracks and Enemies with DaBaby is another highlight for me. But you got to look at Post combined with Future and Halsey and it's just a lot of kinetic energy there. It's a great track. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how much that really stands out when the streams, when the radios kind of start picking up with this one. All right, Jason, we have to talk about the most random collaboration on Post's album. You know what I'm talking about, Ozzy Osbourne and Travis Scott. What are your thoughts? It's really interesting. And obviously when the track list came out a couple days ago, everyone was just kind of blown away. Ozzy Osbourne, Travis Scott, Post Malone. Post Malone has spent his entire career thus far towing the line between rap and rock. And that's really what Post Malone represents in this kind of post-genre world is a blending of all of these different sounds and ideas into this one really compelling guy. Going back to Beer Bongs and Bentleys, that was a huge album. It was number one on the Billboard 200. And of course, you know, I guess the idea is to try to top that one. How well do you see Hollywood's Bleeding performing? I think it's going to be another surefire number one as the biggest album being released this week. And, you know, obviously Taylor Swift's Lover is still doing really well. You had some big albums come out from Lana Del Rey and Tool in recent weeks. I think you have to figure that this is going to hit number one again. And Post Malone has just been a snowball effect of just gathering fans month after month his singles just linger in the top 10 of the Hot 100 for months on end. For him to come back now with a brand new project, it's full of guest stars, it's full of established hit singles already, uh, I think this is going to be one of the biggest album debuts of the entire year. All right, Jason Lipschitz, thank you so much for talking with us. We appreciate it. Anytime, guys. All right, Fernando, I'm going to need you to accept me fangirling for a second because I'm a full Camilizer. Listen, it's our first episode. It's a premiere. Uh, you, you have carte blanche. Do what you got to do. I'm so excited about Camila Cabello and this new era. I mean, if you've been following her on social media, she's been relentlessly teasing us about her new music. She released a video that went viral where she talked about all the things she learned about love over the last Last couple years, she told us to truly surrender to the drama. And Fernando, this is very exciting for me because I actually got to chat with Camila this morning on Amp Radio in Los Angeles with my co-host Edgar Sotelo, and she told me all about her new music and about these two songs that she released, Liar and Shameless, and she said something very interesting about when she wrote them. I want to know, why did you decide to, to release these two singles at once, and how do they each represent this next era of Camila? These two are, the, it's like the same chapter of mm -hmm. the story. It's like, 
it's the same situation and basically two different sides of it. You know, because I wrote both songs pretty much in the, the, the same day. Liar and Shameless were two of the last four songs that I wow. wrote for for this project. And that happened like a week before Senorita came out. It was about a person that I I didn't want to have feelings for. And I just didn't want to face my feelings. I, did, huh. I didn't want to like him because I was scared. And but like Liar is almost like making fun of that making fun of myself like you're calling yourself a liar oh yeah calling yourself out so that's basically what both of the songs are about and and liars kind of making fun of that and shameless is more kind of like the more i guess the emotional version of that all right you heard it she wrote them a week before senorita came out i don't know about you fernando but i feel like these are about Sean. You have no argument here. <laughs> I don't think they could be about anybody other than Sean Mendes. All right, but now let's dive into the music itself. Let's bring in Billboard's own Lindsay Havens. Thank you, Lindsay, for joining us. So what do you think about Shameless and Liar? I mean, I love both, but Shameless is the one I've listened to more, I think. I'm a big fan of... And I've talked about this a little bit before with some people here. I think there's something happening with alternative pop right now. We had Halsey's Nightmare, Miley's Mother's Daughter, these songs that just are almost recalling, you know, 90s alternative music, but with very 2019 pop infused into them. And Shameless sort of fits in with that. We get this really dramatic build. It's pretty intense. You feel the passion and the desperation. But then all of a sudden, this is what totally threw me. You have this like electro pop twist of a chorus. And in that moment, I was just kind of like, way to go. I totally didn't see it coming. This is why you do what you do, because Camila is able to capitalize on things that are really popping off in popular music right now, but add something that just feels so specific to her sound and what she wants from music. It was a great surprise. Also, the lyrics are just above and beyond here. Now that you have me, do you still want me? What a classic question. <laughs> Show me you're shameless, right on my neck, why don't you? Like, it's just such a playful invitation. And because we're seeing so much of her and Sean right now, it's just so easy to sort of visualize a lot of this for her, which makes it easier to just really get involved in the song. All right, thanks so much, Lindsay. But hang around because we're going to bring you back in just a few minutes to talk Alessia Cara and Grimes. But first, let's get to Kelsey Ballerini. It has been almost two years since Kelsey Ballerini's Grammy-nominated sophomore album, Unapologetically. And now we are getting our first taste of her next album in the form of Homecoming Queen. And the track and the music video arrived this week and Kelsey has called this the most emotional single that she has ever released and she had a lot more to say about it to you earlier right Chelsea yeah that's right Fernando you know and she talked about how she's really excited to be more vulnerable with this music and also how she's finally getting comfortable with her voice I love what the song stands for how it's a metaphor for somebody that seemingly has it all together and then, yeah. but you know, from the outside looking in, and that's something that we all deal with right now, especially with like social media and absolutely, um, absolutely. Yeah. How like personal is this for you? Would you say extremely? Um, extremely. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I wrote it in a season of my life in February, not that long ago, where I was yeah painfully insecure. Um, and I think for me, writing this song, I was not the homecoming queen <laughs> at all. I was looking forward to it, but I think for me, it just it was about giving myself permission to like be not okay sometimes, you know. I think yeah. I felt this pressure of like, you know, 
gosh, I'm so lucky. I'm like literally living out what I've dreamt about my whole entire life. And I almost just felt like I wasn't allowed to have a bad day. But I think this song for me was like this process of like, you know, instead of always feeling, you know, like you have to show people your filter perfect side of your life, like why don't you just be honest and say that you're having an insecure moment because if you do that, then other people might feel like they can too. Yeah. What if you let them all in on the lie, even the homecoming queen cries? I love the uh, the concept of the video. Can you kind of talk about it? With the video, I wanted to like visually kind of bridge Miss Me More in the last record into this new record, this new chapter. So that was kind of like the visual representation. But also, I didn't want people to think it was literally about a homecoming queen. Um, because mm-hmm. like I said, that's like the metaphor we used because um, everyone either was or knew the homecoming queen as being kind of the, the person that has it all together. So this, this the video is really just the perspective of how I wrote the song. You know, you would never know from what I post if I'm actually happy or actually going through something personally. Yeah. So I think for me, it was kind of just stripping back those layers and being like, no matter what you see, whether it's me or a athlete or um, a bra- like whatever someone's job is, um, you know, we all we all go through stuff. And I think just stripping away the layers of of makeup and of the stage outfit and all that, and just getting back to like your heart and your your truth and sharing that, I think is exciting. I read an interview that you did where you said for a long time you basically wanted your voice to sound like you wanted to belt it out like Carrie Underwood, yeah. but you've kind of finally found this place where. You, you know what your yeah. vo- what makes your voice unique and special. Yeah, I mean, that's been such an exciting part of this process because you can really hear on certain songs on both my, my first and second album, like, you can hear me trying to, you know, maybe sing notes that I have no business singing. <laughs> um, and, and it's because it's what I grew up on. I grew up, you know, just idolizing Kelly Clarkson and, and Carrie Underwood and, and big, bold singers. And I think I just had to learn that I'm allowed to, to love how that sounds but I need to learn what my voice does and doesn't do and I think that I finally have learned that just from from singing these songs and touring the last you know five years um I think I've learned what makes my voice special and and that isn't singing like those big amazing voices and I've kind of become really okay with that and um I think you can hear that a lot more on on this next album It's just a little bit of Alessia Cara's What's On Your Mind. That is from her new EP this summer, finally out today. Totally digging that song. First of all, I've always loved her voice. She just has such a smooth delivery. And that one's kind of funky. I mean, you could dance to that one. That's an awesome song. I love that her EP is titled This Summer, which ironically drops basically at the end of summer. But I feel like it's, it's like a look into this past summer put into kind of a photo book. She's saying goodbye to it and kind of tying it with a neat little bow. And Lindsay's back here with us. All right, Lindsay, let's talk Alessia. Yeah, one of the things that really stuck out to me is that I feel like she comes through most fully formed on this EP. You know, not that she was ever really a work in progress. She's always sounded amazing and had these fully thought out concepts on her releases, but there's something about this EP that, and maybe it's the summer vibe to it, but listening through, I just, you know, you couldn't help but want to pat her on the back and be like, good for you, girl. Like, you are just always doing your own thing in a way that it works and she always seems so far removed from the noise that can surround so many other artists in her position. Okay, okay, okay. 
But this EP you just get such a sense of confidence and a light playfulness that I think was really nice to hear. Which tracks stand out to you the most on this EP? So I still love Rooting For You. I think that's my favorite. Just the fact that it starts off so beautifully bare and we can really tell like she has this amazing voice and when it's just her and an acoustic guitar that really comes through pretty strong. Started out innocent till I got pulled right into your issue. Yeah, yeah. And Lindsay, we were just talking about how Alessia maintains a real sense of individuality in everything she does. Here's Alessia actually talking to Billboard about that very subject. People just always think that there's only one way to look and one way to be and one way to act, and especially in the industry. And I just wanted to let people know that, you know, there isn't anything wrong with doing an alternative and being yourself. And you can be successful and be yourself. Um, so, yeah. And I think whoever, however you want to look, however you want to be, or whoever you want to be, um, you can you can still make it. Okay, Lindsay, switching gears. So Grimes also hit us with some new music yesterday. She teamed up with IO for Violence. We also got the music video, which she directed. She dances in it. It's great. It's the first single from her upcoming album, Miss Anthropocene. Lindsay, what is your reaction? Lay it out there. Grimes is one of those artists who really keeps her fans guessing. Her previous single, We Appreciate Power, you know, that song was more on the nose in terms of what she was directly talking about, and it felt so corrosive and this really heavy industrial-like sound. And then to come back with violence, you know, the title is a seamless next step from We Appreciate Power, but the sound could not be more different. It's actually like a pretty beautiful, softer sound in a lot of ways. We have these really airy vocals that sort of juxtapose this denser production that really fuses everything from pop to more of an industrial sound, but like I said, a little bit softer and even kraut rock. She just sort of sounds like nothing else right now. Whether you are a dedicated fan or not, you can't help but wonder what's up with her and what's next. And I think that's something that she just does really well. Like she gives people enough to keep them interested and hold on to without fully ever really revealing what her vision is or where she's going. Yeah, she definitely is really interesting. Well, thank you so much for giving us some insight on Grimes. Yeah, of course. All right, Fernando, Louis Tomlinson. He will always have a soft spot in my heart because I'm a true directioner for life. I don't know if you know this about me. Oh, yeah, I knew that. I could just tell when I first saw you. Yeah, yeah, come on, girl. (laughs) I'm Team Zane. All over my face. but, But I can support the rest of the group as well. Okay, all right, that's fair. Well, we have to talk about Louis. He dropped a new song. It's called Kill My Mind. I am so vibing it. Um, It has this really cool 90s rock-inspired vibe to it. It's like if the late 90s and the 80s had a baby together. You kill my mind, raise my like it and I, I'm telling you Louie does surprise me every single time I loved his collab with Steve Aoki a while back and that was kind of dancey it's different than the other song he's released that's going to be on this upcoming album uh, we've already heard two of us which is more of like a tender ballad one life for the two of us And I love that each time Louis comes out with a new song, he's tackling a different sound. We're seeing him continue to evolve. And he talked to Billboard about wanting to do that back when he was first stepping out as a solo artist from One Direction. Take a listen to what Louis had to say. Anyone doing what I did, you know, leave going from a band position to then being on your own, it's it's daunting in, you know, a lot of different ways. And 
Of course, I wanted to make something that was different to One Direction. It's just fun for me to, you know, it's, these are kind of different songs to how I would write in One Direction. And for me as a writer, that makes it really exciting. Okay, Fernando, now before we wrap up this episode, we've got two more things to talk about. First up, Melanie Martinez. Wheels on the Bus from Melanie Martinez's epic new album, K-12. through Now, Melanie told Billboard back in 2017, Fernando, that the album was actually finished, and now two years later, it's finally here. But, Chelsea, remember, this wasn't just a two-year wait for an album. She also wrote and she directed the movie K through 12. How many artists do you know uh, make movies to go along? I mean, I'm thinking Prince. Uh, the list is short, <laughs> that's for sure. That was released yesterday. The projects were developed together, so the music is seamless throughout the film. But of course, the big wait is worth it to her fans. She has the most rabid, passionate fan base. Earlier today, we actually asked fans on Twitter which new album they were most looking forward to this week, and the winner was K through 12. Now, Chelsea, remember when Melanie dropped her 2016 debut, Cry Baby, she directed 13 videos to go along with that one. She stars as the crybaby character in the new film. So, you know, it wasn't like she was sort of like, you know, a participant in this. She was like directing it. She's starring in it all. She's absolutely unbelievable, like what she can handle. Yeah. And so this time she really is taking it up a notch because she's developing her chops as a filmmaker. And it says it all over Twitter. Her fans could not be happier. All right, Chelsea. And finally, Lil Nas X has just dropped a new music video. Of course, his Old Town Road featuring Billy Ray Cyrus, just named Billboard Song of the Summer. Led the ranking for all 14 weeks of the summer, and it ruled the Hot 100 for a record-breaking 19 weeks. I mean, he was all over the place. But now the fall's almost here, so he's turning his attention to another single from his 7 EP, Panini. He finally dropped the music video for the song on Thursday after weeks of teasing it. If you haven't seen it yet, oh my gosh, the feel. It's a lot like what he gave us at the VMAs where he performed Panini. It was very robotic, futuristic. He had choreographed dance moves. If you haven't seen the music video yet, do yourself a favor. Go and see it now. Let's do it. And that is Panini from Lil Nas X. And that is our show this week. We did it, Chelsea. We did First it. First one in the bag. Yay. Good job. <laughs> High five. Don't forget to join us every Friday morning on Billboard.com for your insider's guide to all the best music. Until next week, I'm Fernando Ventura. And I'm Chelsea Briggs. And we'll see you then on First Stream Live. Go! Go.